Thank you for bringing your Bibles. And if you have one, turn with me to the book of John, chapter number 3. John, chapter number 3. Let's not, um, let's not get over what happened this morning. Hey, man, I, man, I thank the Lord for what he done. And, man, what a tremendous, tremendous service. Um, man, I'm so glad to be a part of the family of God, aren't you? And um, I'm glad to be saved. Anybody in here glad to be saved? I'm glad to be saved. Amen. John chapter number 3. We'll begin reading at verse number 1. And uh, if I could get some more, please, on this mic. Uh, my voice is about not there tonight, this, this afternoon. So, um, John chapter 3, verse 1. The Bible says, this familiar passage, and we understand that, but don't let it be too familiar. The Bible says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto you, thee, you must be born again. That's as far as we'll read. We're going to preach through verse 15. Well, let's pray and ask the Lord to bless the reading of the word. Dear God, we need you. Thanks, Lord, for giving us the opportunity to come to your house once again here, Lord. And I pray, God, that you'd help me, Lord, and help each individual that's here. If there be anybody lost, Lord, I pray, God, pray, God, please, please, Lord, help us. Lord, we thank you for the Spirit of God. Let us not take for granted um, the Spirit of God. And I pray, God, you'd bless each individual that's here. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. When I think of this chapter, and most of you probably think the same thing, when you say John chapter number 3, your first thoughts come to mind of John chapter 3 and verse number 16. We understand that verse number 16 tells us very clearly that for God so loved the world. And thank God that He did love the world, amen? Because I'm in the world, right? So I'm thankful that He loved me, amen? Uh, and it is whosoever can come unto Him. Uh, and so, so we're very familiar with verse 16, but a lot of us probably may not be very familiar with the prior verses that lead up to verse number 16. Uh, and this chapter is one of the clear, clearest, I believe, explanations of, of the conversion experience that's found in your Bible. And, and the man, Nicodemus, doesn't get saved within our text as far as we know, but we do believe that he does get saved eventually because we find in the latter parts or at least he wants to help Christ because he helps off the cross and that sort of stuff. But I, I would say that he did at some point. But nonetheless, he's conversing with Christ and Christ, um, the, the story tells us here that he is a ruler of the Jews according to verse number 1 and, uh, and seemingly within our text this same man who is a, a ruler, who is a master of Israel according to the latter verses uh, and he's a man of wealth, he's a prominent man to say the least seems to, but when he, as he comes to Christ he seems to have an empty spot within him uh, um, as he does and I believe he walked away from this conversation uh, knowing more about Jesus than he did when he walked 
walked up to this conversation. Uh, and I believe he knew much more about heaven. I believe he knew much more about the Christian life when he walked than he did when he walked up to Jesus. Uh, and you may have been through this familiar passage many times, but I'd like to do some, the same thing kind of and learn some more about this passage uh, this morning or this afternoon. And I'd like to preach an, uh, on this thought, an interesting encounter with Jesus, an interesting encounter with Jesus. Now, it speaks about this, these two words, this phrase is used two times in verse 3 uh, and in verse number 7. And it says, uh, Marvel not, you, you, I say unto you, you must be born again. Verse 3 says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again. Uh, Again, uh, now, how can a man be born again? I'm kind of in the same uh, conversation as uh, uh, as Nicodemus would be. How can a man uh, be born again? How is that possible? I don't believe the mama would want that to happen to you. I mean, I just don't. But I would say that when we looked at this, there's a few things that I would like to um, look at when it comes to being born again. What does it mean uh, to be born again this morning? Uh, and so I want you to notice, number one, that born, being born again is examined uh, in verse 1 and verse through verse 3. Uh, as Jesus comes through that and Nicodemus comes to him and he, he's very complimentary to him, him and and all of that was great but uh, you know it seems like that today in our era that everybody's born again everybody you come in contact with you know as some preachers would say they claim the name but man they remain the same they're the same person and most people you talk to are saved. Uh, most doors that you knock on uh, um, claim salvation of some sort. Uh, well, the Bible tells us about this being born again. In 1 Peter 1 and verse 23, the Bible says, Being born again, not of uh, corruptible seed, but incorruptible by the Word of God, uh, which liveth and abideth forever. Uh, and so what exactly does it mean uh, um, to be as Jesus tells Nicodemus? Uh, um, you must be born again. Uh, can I tell you, it's a heavenly thing. Uh, it's an eternal thing. Uh, it's not an earthly thing. Uh, it's a regeneration. It's a work. Uh, it's a new life. Uh, it's a new start, a new beginning. Uh, it's not a New Year's resolution, friend. Uh, and as Jesus looks at Nicodemus, uh, He examines two things that I'd like to examine this afternoon. Uh, I believe the first thing He examines is uh, humanity. Uh, he examines humanity as Jesus come as, as Nicodemus comes up and he and it he, and he tells us about the humanity of Nicodemus he says he's a ruler of the Jews he's a Pharisee and then on a little farther he's a teacher and so on and so on that's what he is but can I tell you is that the human came to Jesus this human he came to Jesus and he came humbly he came humanly he came honest he had real questions for Jesus. But do you think he expected to hear what the answer was? I'm just saying like this man was a good man. Understand that. Uh, he was a man that was honored. Why uh, would he need to be born again? Uh, why would he need to be saved? Uh, and sure, the drunkard down on the street, uh, they need to be saved. Uh, and sure, the druggie, they need to be saved. Uh, and sure, the downtrodden, uh, they need to be saved. They need Jesus, uh, but not Nicodemus. Nicodemus does not need to be born again. I'm not saying that literally. 
But that's how we look at things. We look at things more often at those on the street corners. uh, And they need Jesus. No, I need Jesus. I need Jesus. You need Jesus. Uh, And I tell you, if you're lost in here this morning, you need to be born again. Now I'm telling you, is what it looks at here is uh, as this human uh, was under the gaze of the Almighty God, uh, he needed, uh, he needed to be born again. Jesus said, I understand you're a Pharisee, you're knowledgeable, I understand you're a ruler of the Jews, I understand you got wealth, I understand all of those things, but what you need is you need to be born again. Now I tell you, is that notice, uh, you can be respected, uh, but still need Jesus. Oh man, people knew Nicodemus. He was a leader. He was a teacher. Uh, he was highly esteemed. Uh, yet all of that was not good enough to get him to heaven. It wasn't good enough. He needed to be born uh, again. And the same goes to you, friend. You can be respected. Uh, I don't care what you are, uh, but you can be respected within the community uh, and even within the country. Uh, but you must be born again or you'll never make it to heaven. You can be respected but still need Jesus. You can be rich but still need Jesus. And some commentators have said that he was a very rich man. I don't know. The text don't necessarily tell us. But when he was in the gaze of Jesus, he said, ye must be born again. And beloved, I tell you, you can be the richest out there. Yet, if you have all earthly gain and no heavenly gain, you will not make it to heaven. You can be rich. You can be religious. The Bible tells us he was a Pharisee. Right? I mean, he tells us if, meaning that he kept the law. I mean, meaning morally, morally he had it down pat. His tithes were paid every week. Uh, I mean, he tried to keep the law. He taught the law. Uh, and yet he still needed to be born again. Uh, not Nicodemus. He don't need to be born again. But yeah, he does need to be born again. Beloved, I tell you, your religion will send a person to hell. It will, and there's a, there's a lot of morally good people in hell. But I'm telling you, no matter what you have, or what you do, or who you are, you're still a sinner, and you still need a Savior. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Jesus is the glory of God, and you've come short of Him, and I have too. It said there's none righteous, no, not one. I'm telling you, friend, is that there is nothing left for you to do. You need Jesus is all you need. You need to be born again. doesn't matter about it, friend. It's not because you have been bad, but it's because you were born bad or lost. That's, what you, that's the problem. Hey Amen, friend. You must be born again. Humanity is examined in the text. Heaven, the heavenly is examined in the text. We see in verse 3, he says... Uh, um, Jesus answered and said, And verily, well, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. I'm telling you something, it goes on to tell us you cannot enter the kingdom of God without you've been born again. And we can understand, we can go into theological debate about that all we want to, uh, but I'm telling you, is it something that's heavenly? It's something that's not uh, immortal, but we understand uh, that this cannot be attained uh, without being born again. 
And I'm telling you, the, the heavenly must get inside of you before you get inside of the heavenly. I'm just telling you that you must be born again. It's against uh, the nature of a sinful human uh, um, to be able uh, to make it to heaven. Heaven is holy. Uh, heaven is righteous. Uh, heaven is splendorous and it's beautiful. Uh, and the Father is there. Uh, the Son is dwelling there. Uh, it is not a place for the first Adam. It's not a place for those which are lost and it's against our very nature. We can never make it there. We must be born again. Amen, friend. People don't, people don't, jump, in, people don't jump on cows to go ride the Kentucky Derby. You know why? Because it's against their nature. Amen. I mean, it, it, horses don't climb trees. You know why? Because it's against their nature. I'm just making a point there. Beloved, I'll tell you, you will never uh, see a lost sinner in heaven. Why? Because it's against their nature. It's against their nature. And friend, I'm telling you, if you're going to get there, there must uh, be born again. You must be saved. And if you're going there, uh, that's the only way to get there. Uh, The only way to get the new nature is by the new birth. Uh, Why? Because your first birth uh, provided you uh, with a physical and a fleshly nature. Uh, You need a new birth. uh, A birth from above. A birth from heaven uh, to provide you with a new and a spiritual nature. Bible says in verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. I'm telling you something, that's why Jesus tells uh, Nicodemus, uh, he said you might be rich, you might be religious, you might know all these things, but you must be born again. Being born again is examined. I want you to notice secondly, being born again is explained. Thank God for the mercy of God that He explains things to us. Amen. He says... um, We'll go through these verses in just a second. But when Jesus told Nicodemus that he could be born again, it seems to have messed with his mind. Because he goes on in verse number 4 and he says, Hey, Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Don't know how old he was, but if he was one, how can a man go back in his mother's womb? So he said, can he, can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? I mean, I mean, it blew his mind. It messed with his mind. And Nicodemus could not express, they could, he could not grasp how that could be. And maybe imagine himself going back in his mother's womb for the second time. Maybe imagine that. And, I, and you know, I bet his mom wouldn't have liked that. But, 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 but he asked Jesus in verse number, how can this happen? How is this possible? How can I go back into my mother's womb and be born again? How in the world can this happen? And, and, and he wants answers, right? He needs answers on how. And thank God Jesus uh, takes the time to do some explaining to him. And he uses two things to explain this new birth. He uses two things. The first thing he uses is he uses the womb to explain this new birth. He uses the womb uh, to explain this new birth. The Bible says, uh, how can a man? Jesus says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not. I say unto you, you must be born again. I tell you something, sinner friend, you must be born again. You must be born again. And Jesus explains the new birth process by using a womb. Now, what? how is that possible? How can this happen? So Jesus uses, 
How can a physical birth describe a spiritual birth? How can this happen? He must possess a birth, as the song says, that he can't remember and one he can't forget. There's two things must happen. You must be born again. And I believe there are a few ways that a spiritual birth can be described or explained through a physical birth. I believe the first thing that we can look at is its singleness. It's singleness. Now you say what? The singleness of physical birth. Now, Now physically speaking, you can only be born one time. Right? Amen. I mean, all the mothers said amen in here. Amen. I'm just saying spiritually, spiritually the same is true though. Spiritually, the very same thing is true. Your spiritual birth uh, is a once and all-time action. Once you get saved, you'll never have to get unsaved and then born again again. You'll never have to do that. Uh, it'll never have to happen. It cannot be undone and it cannot be repeated. Uh, it's a single thing. Uh, it's the singleness of physical birth. Uh, I believe he's explaining it in that way. But another thing is, uh, I believe the suffering of physical birth uh, explains it as well. Uh, because here's the thing, Malachi didn't have to suffer when he was born, uh, but Mama did. Amen, friend, I'm telling you something. To bring life uh, to each of us, another had to suffer. Uh, a mother enters the very jaws of death. Uh, and uh, and to, to, for, for us to enter into this world, uh, and Jesus entered the very uh, jaw of death uh, as He came down to this world. Uh, and He gave to give us a new birth. He had to die. And because of the suffering, thank God He suffered for me. I didn't have to. The suffering of the, of the physical birth, I believe that gives us a good explanation of the spiritual birth because by one man all are made righteous. By one man, uh, one man died for all men to live forever. Uh, and I'm telling you, it's the suffering of physical birth uh, that gives us a picture. And then another thing, the start of a physical birth. Uh, now, no baby, is born with a, no baby is born with a past. Somebody say amen. Amen. Not, not one baby's born with a with past. They have no past. They have only a future. Uh, and so it is with a new birth. Uh, when you get born again uh, and placed into the family of God, you have a new start. Uh, and your past is wiped away. Uh, and a new clean future lies in front of you. Uh, the new birth uh, is like a physical birth. It's like a physical birth. Uh, and then he uses the womb to explain this to Nicodemus. Then the second thing he uses is a wind to explain this to Jesus. He says, The wind bloweth where it listeth, and there thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whether it goeth. So it is everyone that is born of the Spirit. And so there's the wind here. Jesus tells us that there's a wind that can explain this. You can measure it, and you can experience a move of it, but you cannot see it. It will not happen. You'll never be able to see it. You will see the effects of it, uh, but it will not be physically seen. Thank God for that. Amen. You know where you can physically, you know where you, you, you cannot see a wind, but you can see a wind blowing them trees up there. You can see the effects. And when a drunkard friend, uh, when a drunkard leaves their drink, uh, the wind's blown. Right, friend? 
When a druggie leaves the drugs, the wind's blown. That's what he's saying here. I mean, the wind has been blowing. When a nasty mouth stops their profanity, the wind has been blowing. I'm just telling you, friend, is that when you see one who used to hate the things, the people, and the place of God, and they begin to love those things, the wind has been blowing in their life, friend. And I'm telling you, you may not see it, but thank God you can see the effects of somebody being born again. The Bible says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And thank God, thank God, thank God this morning that I am a new creature when I got saved. Amen. Thank God when the spirit wind blows. A man being born again is examined. Uh, it's explained and lastly I'll be done. Uh, being born again is expressed in verse 9 through 15. Uh, and we'll go through it in just a moment. Uh, um, but when, G- when Nicodemus hears these things, uh, he wants to know how is this possible? How is it possible? Verse 9, the Bible says, Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? How can they be? I mean, Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel? Knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, uh, We speak that we know, do know uh, and testify that we've seen and ye receive not our witness. Uh, if I have told you earthly things and you believe not, uh, how shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Uh, and no man ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. Uh, and so Jesus goes through those verses. He goes through those verses uh, and he gives us a picture of some things. But Jesus uh, takes those next few verses there uh, and, uh, and to us and how the new birth can become a reality. It's something that's heavenly uh, and so on. And so Jesus speaks in verse 10 uh, through verse 13 and then gives him an illustration in verse 14, right? So he gives him an illustration. He gives him a picture of it. He gives him an idea of what's going to take place. And so he gives us two things here. He gives us, he expresses his part in salvation. Jesus expresses his part to Nicodemus in salvation. Look at verse 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. He expresses his part in salvation. And Jesus tells Nicodemus that the Savior's part, that his part in salvation and his part in the new birth was to leave the heavens above and was to come to this wicked world and die for sin. And friend, that is what Jesus did for you. And that's what He did for me. And He left heaven, took upon Himself the form of a man embodied and live without sin and died a horrible, awful death upon the cross for you and me, even the death of the cross, the Bible says. Jesus reminded Nicodemus of the time back in Numbers chapter number 21. He reminded him of a time when there were serpents that were all among them and they were going to bite them and people were dying because of that serpent. And they did. And in that time, Moses was told by God to get a brazen serpent, put it up on a pole, and then whoever looks at that that serpent will live. They'll be saved from the serpents on the ground. And friend, I'm telling you this, this afternoon that when you have been bit by sin, and but I'm telling you if you'll just look to Him, you can live. 
You can live, friend. Uh, and when that tragic event took place, uh, that's what God commanded him to do. Uh, and Jesus said uh, that he was like that stake. Uh, he came uh, to this world to be put upon a cross. Uh, and he came uh, to die as a sacrifice for sin. Uh, he who knew, sin, who knew no sin uh, became sin so that we might be made the righteousness of God in He came to die that we through His life might live. Isn't that amazing? And friend, when Jesus died on the cross, He paid for your sin debt in full. He did. Once and for all, by the way. He did it once and for all. There's never a time when Jesus has to die for any sin that He missed. Amen. There's nothing more owing on the account. If you will receive Him by faith, His work has been done. Amen. He has nothing to finish. His work is done. He died. He rose again. And that's the part of the Savior. That's His part in salvation. That's His part of being born again. But let me tell you. Then He goes on and Jesus expresses our part in being born again. And He says in verse 15, and He says that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Simple message this morning, isn't it? That's our part. What must the sinner do to be saved? Believe. Believe. And just like those people in ancient Israel had to, um, who had been bitten by those fiery serpents. The Bible says they were fiery serpents. You say, man, there ain't no such thing as a fiery serpent. Well, are they on fire or what? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Jesus created new animals right there. There was never an elephant until, G- until God created them, right? I mean, he can. He could have done that. I don't know what it was. But I'm telling you is that whatever it was that bit them, if they looked at that other serpent, they could live. And I'm telling you something. As Christ became sin for us on the cross, if you'll look at him, you'll live. If you'll look at him, you'll live this morning. I'm telling you, that's all it takes. All they had to do was look live. Look at the snake to be saved from the snakes. It don't make no sense, but he became our sin. We got to understand that. And if you need to be saved, there's nothing left for you to do. There's nothing left but to believe in Jesus uh, and receive his finished work uh, at Calvary as the payment of your sins. Right? Thou shalt confess with thy mouth. Believe in that heart that God has raised, the Lord Jesus, and believe in that heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Telling you, for you, there's nothing to do. He did it all. Amen. So, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Is anybody not saved here this, this afternoon? Please come play on the piano. Is anybody not saved here this afternoon? Have you ever done that? Have you ever believed on the Lord Jesus Christ? Thankful I have. Thank God I have this, this afternoon. Thankful I believed on Him. Are you saved? Are you sure? I'll just tell you the truth is you can be born again today if you've been lost. That born again is a regeneration. It's a change. It's a complete change, by the way. It's just like a birth. It's just like the womb and the wind. How God works in these things. And I'm telling you, I think that there, there, that, that there is just no doubt that Nicodemus left that day as he heard, For God so loved the world 
me. Yeah, you. So love the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm thankful to be saved. Would you stand to your feet this, this afternoon? If you need to be saved in here this morning, if you've never done this, listen, all you got to do is believe. Look and live. If you just want to come around the altar and thank God for the time, thank Him for salvation, a good time to do so. It was an interesting encounter with Jesus that day for Nicodemus. It can be an interesting encounter for you today if you just come to Jesus. Dear God, help the preaching of the word. Help the hearers, hearers, Lord. Help us, God, to take these words. And If there be any lost in here this afternoon, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would pull them to the altar, Lord. Use what only you can do, God, and save them. We love you. In Jesus' name.